great represents the center of your host, DC Radical One. Greetings, Black family, and welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, DC Radical One, and you have entered the center. Shout out to our wonderful producer, Cindy Ashby, who will not be able to join us today. But shout out to her nonetheless. And let's see who's in the building real quick. We got Sister Vanessa, Bibi Fodier. got Sister, and Sister, you're going to have to actually help me pronounce your name. Um, I don't know if it's Sister... Micah, Misha, probably Misha, uh, <clears throat> peace to sister Misha, beautiful day, brother, you got ripped off, what up to Lord Bell, peace to brother Dawood, and you got ripped off, says, hey, you're not branding properly, my good brother, thank you, brother, because I was working on that new intro, amongst other things, and sister Vanessa says she liked that. And greetings to Unique One Express, Peace and Black Power, Straight Black Pride to Brother Patrick. And I think that's everybody right now. And, of course, on the Wake Up Radio, you can check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at On the Wake Up Radio. But more important than all of that, you can go to otw2.com. That's otw2.com. And get all the information that's being censored on other social media, all the videos that's being censored, all the memes that's being censored, all the documents that's being censored. We have people putting up information, relevant information on otwtube.com every single day. So go past there and start you a uh, an account. And when you do start an account, let me know. Because sometimes y'all start an account and don't let me know. And I just happen to see people. I'm like, oh, they, what are they doing over here? Because I will follow you back. And it's free. So it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and also, don't uh, be sure to go to um, onthewakeupradio.com. That's onthewakeupradio.com as well. Uh, and peace to and Straight Black Pride to Brother Crow. Peace to, uh, to the Nubia. And straight black pride to Sister Nina, BB Foldy, and straight black pride to Brother Elijah. So I see we got some people coming in the building. That's good. That's good. I really wasn't sure, you know. NFL season kicks off and brothers kind of disappear, which I, I understand. But, um, you know, the work continues nonetheless. So what we're going to, um, what we're going to deal with today, of course, is the monumental news that Mr. Biden um, assault on medical freedom. And I think I'm going to retitle this when I finish and edit it. But, um, I mean, we saw the news. In fact, you know what? Let me put it up right now. Oh, no, you know, no, before I do that, I am going to put this up. But I do got an announcement I forgot about that is actually relevant because it goes to the topic at hand. Uh, tomorrow, let me find it. I got two announcements. I'm going to start backwards. This is what I'm going to do. 
So on Monday, September 27, 2021, at 6 p.m., uh, we're going to be doing a discussion on the book, The Truth About COVID-19, Exposing the Great Reset, Lockdowns, Vaccine Passports, and the New Normal. Now, the reason I'm starting backwards and I'm telling you about that engagement first is because I'll be the one doing the presentation. And if you're here in the D.C. area, you come to Everlasting Life Cafe, which is located, located at 9185 Central Avenue, Capitol Heights, Maryland, 20743. The event for you will be free because it's a community discussion. And that's why it's open like that. Now, if you're not here in the local area, you can still view it and you can view it. Uh, that'll cost you $10 for that live stream. And that live stream will be available at sbpmu.com. So basically straight back prior university, sbpmu.com. That is one of the chopping it up sessions and I will be leading that. And I know Sister Tila Nubia has already purchased and finished the book. I am doing the presentation as I am reading the book. So now I'm about a little more than third of the way. And then my goal is to be finished by the next weekend and then chop it down from there. So to allow time for discussion. Uh, for those who missed my first uh, chopping it up, which was on the 27th of August, I thought it was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was pretty good. Kind of missed out. So, again, that is truth about COVID-19, exposing the great reset, lockdowns, vaccines, passports, and the new normal. That discussion, part of the chopping it up session, will be Monday, September 27th. That's two weeks from tomorrow. Um, at Everlasting Life Cafe, doors open at 6. I plan to start exactly at 6.30. And also, you can live stream it at sbpmu.com. And the sister says, call her Kiki. Fine, because I was not going to butcher your name. I just wasn't going to do it. Um, so, greetings to Sister Kiki. I have not seen you here before. Uh, let me know whether or not you follow me on Instagram or you just happen to stumble upon the YouTube page. And so, also... Back to the intro. The reason the intro's changed and the reason the intro keeps changing is because YouTube keeps taking like 10 seconds of my intros and, and claiming them for copyright. And that's why you're seeing the videos get blocked and reloaded and blocked and reloaded and blocked and reloaded. So, and of course, as you all know, I actually pay to clear this music and yet this keeps happening. So we're, we're just going to have that battle with YouTube. I'm you know, it's got to the point now where I'm going to be stubborn and I have a vast array of music available to me and I'm going to keep remixing it until either they shut down my channel for, you know what I'm saying, for 10 seconds of intro or they finally let one of these go by and I'll continue to reuse that one. So that's the explanation for that. So if per chance, because someone had asked me about the um the show with uh, the sisters and they were like oh well where'd you get the questions from and how come there were no brothers and all this stuff and I was like all of that was explained in the chat but you don't see the chat because I had to take it down 
and reload it. And that's why that is how it is. So I just wanted to, to explain that to people. Now, tomorrow, Brother Irritated Genie is doing a chopping it up session. And let me find that because I know I posted it, but sometimes you can't find the stuff when you are looking for it. But that will be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Doors open at 6 p.m. So it's the same format. That's a chopping it up session. And he will be dealing with people will be coming out and giving their testimony on they on their excuse me experience with the vaccine. You know, they're just going to give their experience with the jab, whether it's their experience or whether it's their, the experience of someone related to them. So, for example, um, you know, we've seen like the Hank Aaron situation where Hank Aaron publicly took the shot. Next thing you know, he, Hank Aaron's dead. Again, we're not saying Hank Aaron died from the shot. We're saying Hank Aaron took the shot and subsequently died. And apparently was healthy before and was dead after. So you can extrapolate from that what you will. But uh, this is called Breaking the Silence, Real Testimonies on COVID-19 Vaccinations, a.k.a. the Fauci. And it says, come on, tell your story. Or that a friend and family affected by these uh, vaccines. And we know, because I think we talked about the various system, we've been talking about this uh, periodically. Um, they're fudging the numbers. Let's <laughs> just be honest. And there's a massive amount of money to be made and a massive amount of money to be made by people who already have money, weirdly enough. And also by people who have no problem killing, uh, killing people in order to get done what we've done. Uh, oh, for the book review, that was the September 27th, so two weeks from tomorrow. And the Breaking the Silence, um, which is same format, same cost, same location, everything, is tomorrow. So the uh, so for the book, that is two weeks from tomorrow. So we're going to read the article. But before we read the article, we're going to hear from Mr. Biden. So we can't say... You're making up words or you're changing his words around or yet this again. <laughs> Sister Misha's like, you should see the Moderna and Pfizer stock prices. Oh, I can just imagine that I have not been paying attention. And yeah, don't even remind me. Yeah, there's money that could be made even by us good poor folk. But um, we're going to listen to what Mr. Biden said and then we're going to read the article. So um, I'm going to load up that clip now. COVID-19 has been hitting this country hard. We have the tools to combat the virus. It consists of six broad areas of action and many specific measures in each that each of those actions you can read more about in whitehouse.gov. We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers, 100 or more employees, that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. 
or show a negative test at least once a week. We'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated, all. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. And for other sectors, I issue this appeal to those of you running large entertainment venues, from sports arenas to concert venues to movie theaters, please require folks to get vaccinated or show a negative test as a condition of entry. All of nearly 300,000 educators in the federal HEP paid program, Head Start program, must be vaccinated as well to protect your youngest, our youngest, most precious Americans, and give parents the comfort. And tonight, I'm calling on all governors to require vaccination for all teachers and staff. Some already have done so. We need more to step up. In order to better detect and control the Delta variant, I'm taking steps tonight to make testing more available, more affordable, and more convenient. I'll use the Defense Production Act to increase production of rapid tests, including those that you can use at home. We'll also expand, expand free testing at 10,000 pharmacies around the country. And we'll commit, we're committing $2 billion to purchase nearly 300 million rapid tests for distribution to community health centers, food banks, schools, so that every American, no matter their income, can access free and convenient tests. I'm announcing that the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA, will double the fines on travelers that refuse to mask. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay. We remain at a critical moment, a critical time. We have the tools. Now we just have to finish the job. All right. Now, that was a lot to take in. And uh, that was from the Washington Post. They chopped that up nice and neat for us. Um, so basically, to sum it up in a nutshell, uh, he has used executive orders and you know i remember when i believe bush was the president and it was a big controversy about him using executive orders and of course it was the democrats and then obama came and he was using executive orders and then it was a big deal from the other you know 
from the Republicans. And now we're back here and I think that um, this is the most sweeping use of executive orders that I've seen. And of course, you know, Republicans are upset because it's Biden, but it's really amazing how he has basically laid out a plan to make it virtually impossible to make a living without the jab, travel <laughs> without the jab or a mask, enjoy yourself in entertainment venues without the jab. Like literally they want to, in essence, remove you from society without the jab. Now, here's the thing. We have to re repeat this. Despite this being a new variant, the survival rate of this disease is still over 99%, right? That hasn't changed, right? No one has come out with anything and said, hey, suddenly this thing is killing people, 80% uh, of people. Like, it's not a plague of biblical proportions. But yet, he's saying everybody needs to be jabbed, right? So, if people aren't dying, like, massively dying like you know it, when you look at like these movies where people get a, a plague and people are like falling out dying and you know people are running around they don't know what's going on this is not what's happening right now we can all agree to that whether you believe in the vaccine don't believe we can all agree people are just falling down dying right so that means we have to ask ourselves what's really going on What's really going on? Why the pressure on people? So I just want to go through this article real quick because it, it will kind of, it will outline some of the things that he said previously. And it says, in his most forceful pandemic actions and words, President Joe Biden on Thursday ordered sweeping new federal vaccine requirements for as many as 100 million Americans, private sector employees, as well as healthcare workers and federal contractors in an all-out effort to curb the surging COVID-19 Delta variant. And what's interesting is when they call it surging and all this stuff, I guess it depends on where you live because I have not seen that. I, I know people who are in healthcare. They're saying, yes, um, there are some people coming in. Yes, people are getting sick, but it's not one of those things where they're just overwhelmed and this person is like working 24 hours. That's just not taking place. And I follow a couple of uh, people in, you know, that's in healthcare on social media as well. And I'm talking about, you know, like nurse level and things like that. And that's the same thing. Now, the difference is at the beginning of this thing, I saw the same sisters as all saw women traveling to different cities and and talk about how overwhelming it is and I mean, people you know just um frustrated and crying and you said it it looked it looked like a plague right that same thing isn't happening with this new variant moreover and importantly the new variant is beyond the capability 
of the previous vaccine. In addition to the fact that the vaccine has never stopped you from getting the disease. And I'm going to show you something that I just saw this. I have in a previous video put the definition of a vaccine up based on the Webster's Dictionary website, right? I'm going to show you two different two definitions of vaccines and I'm going to show you how they differ. So check check this out. All right? This is dictionary.com. Says vaccine any preparation used as a preventative inoculation to confer what immunity against a specific disease usually employing an innocuous form of the disease agent as killed or weakened bacteria or virus to stimulate antibody production right we're going to read the key part of that again any preparation used as a preventative inoculation to confer what immunity if it does not confer immunity meaning that you get the shot you can't get the disease then by this definition it is not a vaccine this is simple right it's simple and plain even the software definition software program that helps to protect against computer viruses as by detecting them and warning you. So your computer has a vaccine to keep you from getting viruses and your body, the vaccines for your body to keep you from getting virus. That's the that's what they're for, right? So I'll go to the Webster's dictionary today. And I look it up and it says a preparation that is administered to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific infectious agent. That's one, one A, an antigenic preparation of a typically inactivated or attenuated pathogen agent, such as a bacterium or virus, or one of its components or products thereof, right? What's missing from this definition? It says a preparation that is meant to, to to stimulate the body's immune response. What does it do, What doesn't it say? Let's go back and look at the first definition. It doesn't say to confer immunity. Suddenly, in Merriam-Webster, and I, again, I had the same page up a month ago, and it talked about conferring immunity. Suddenly, it doesn't talk about conferring immunity. You see what I'm saying here? So this is like Orwellian. <laughs> Let's go to part B. This is interesting too. I almost forgot about this. It says what? B, part B of vaccine. A preparation of what genetic material, such as a strand of synthesized messenger RNA that is used by the cells of the body to produce an antigenic substance such as a fragment of virus spike protein. Obviously, this definition is new because messenger RNA 
quote unquote vaccines is new technology. So whenever you um, want to sit around and wonder what the truth is and is not, and whether or not they can change the definition of words and change the way things are, literally, here's your proof. We got two different definitions of what a vaccine is. One of them says provide immunity, which has always been the definition as long as I've been alive. You take the vaccine, you won't get polio. You take the vaccine, you won't get chickenpox, so forth and so on. Suddenly, this is a new definition. So when people talk about the truth and, and uh, what are those, what is those things, the sensors that they, you know, every time you put something up about COVID on Instagram or whatever, and they then tell you about going to the CDC. This shows you that they change the information for their benefit and to tell the narrative that they want to tell, right? So I saw that today. I said, I have to point this out so people can see. Now, again, we can go past that. Gonna go past that. Now, Mr. Biden's telling us we got to get vaccinated. We got to get vaccinated. We got to get vaccinated. That's going to stop the Delta virus. And here we are from NPR. Vaccinated people with breakthrough infections can spread the Delta variant, according to who? The CDC. It's not according to DC Radical One. This is according to the CDC. And this is from July 30th. So, Mr. Biden, right? says that you can't get food, you can't eat, you can't make a living, you can't work for your company, you can't, and then if let's say, let's say you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm a drive Uber. You're like, okay, cool, you're gonna make money, you can drive Uber, but guess what? You're not gonna be able to go to the football game, the basketball game, the baseball game, and then eventually they'll just start changing it to the movie theater, and then eventually they'll start changing it to, oh, well, there's always people in the grocery store, so you can't go to the grocery store. And you're like, oh, I get my groceries delivered. Then eventually they'll say, nah, you can't get your groceries delivered because you're unvaccinated. So we don't want the people that deliver your groceries to get sick. So now you can't get food. It sounds crazy, but this is where we're headed. But it doesn't make sense when you think about it because you're saying get the vaccine. And yet this says vaccinated people. Let me read it again. With breakthrough infections can spread the Delta variant, according to the CDC. And this is not new information. We're in September, the middle of September. This is the end of January, right? All right. So let's check it out. It says, <laughs> this is hilarious. When revisiting its mask guidelines this week to urge even vaccinated people to wear masks indoors. Let's think about that. You're telling you that you can get the vaccine and that the vaccine helps you but the vaccine can't stop you from getting it right or else we wouldn't have, be having this discussion at all and then it can't get stop you from passing it on the question becomes logically then what is the point of pressing everyone to get vaccinated if it's not even stopping you from getting the disease or passing on the disease right because you can still test positive. You can still get the disease. You can still go to the hospital. 
Jesse Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson, and his wife were both in the hospital. Jesse Jackson was vaccinated. Jesse Jackson's wife can't get vaccinated because of a medical condition. Both of them were in the hospital. Both of them were in the ICU. Jesse Jackson just got out and he's in a rehab facility. And I believe his wife, last time I checked, and that's been about a week ago, is like just got out of the hospital. One person vaccinated, one person not. Two people around the same age, two people black, two people in the same general physical condition other than she had some type of situation where she could not get vaccinated. So it wasn't that she didn't want to, it's that she could not get vaccinated. And both of them were on the brink of death. What difference did the vaccine make? The only difference would have been if she suddenly kills over and dies from not getting the vaccine, then people could say, oh, well, the vaccine made a difference. But they're a classic key example that this thing is not doing what a vaccine should be doing. It's not doing what you're saying it should be doing in order for you to mandate it for 100 million people, which is approximately a third of the people in America. Other than when it it affects black people, when has a third of people in America standing against something, meaning that we should just press forward and force them to do it? When did that start? And everybody talks about, oh, Trump, Trump's the dictator, and we got to get Trump, 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 Trump. And yet here we are. Good old Jim Crow, Jeff. Just, I mean, just willing to breaking out his magic pen and writing in new laws, just going right around Congress. Congress might, Congress might as well not exist. Like, they, these executive orders just roll right over it. Whatever they, if they were even thinking about resistance, that, whatever. Right? All right, let me get back to this article real quick. Now it says, we're revisiting its mask guidelines this week to urge even vaccinated people to wear masks indoors in much of the country. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was criticized for not citing data in making that move. So people are like, hey, there's no data. So they're like, all right, cool. We get you some data. Now it has, and the data is sobering. The study details a COVID-19 outbreak that started July 3rd in Provincetown, Massachusetts, including, excuse me, involving 469 cases. It found that three quarters or 75% of cases occurred in fully vaccinated people. Massachusetts has a high rate of vaccination, around 69% amongst eligible adults in this state at the time of the study. So somebody do the math for me of those 469 people. How many is three out of four? Might help me out with that. But we know it's well over. So it's about, about 320 or so. Well, okay, well, it said it's 60. Yeah, over there, yeah, about 320 or so. Maybe a little more than that. Of the 469. The vast majority were vaccinated, and yet that was considered an outbreak. So an outbreak amongst vaccinated people where 75% of the people were vaccinated. 
And yet Joe Biden just told us not only is getting vaccinated the solution, but you must do it or you will probably have to change your job. So if you're a nurse, you must do it. Right. You work for the federal government, which if you're in D.C., generally speaking, you either work for the federal government, you work for a government contractor, you work at one of the universities, you work at one of the hospitals. Other than that, you probably have some job where you don't make enough money to actually live in this city. So if you want to um, continue with your medical freedom, you're either going to have to get a job where you can't live in this city or you're going to have to take the jab, right? So it's not just affecting your, um, your health choices. It's affecting your economic choices. And that's what makes it so dangerous. Now, again, I'm going to get back to this article. It says it also found no significant difference in the viral load present in the breakthrough infections occurring in fully vaccinated people and other cases involved, suggesting the viral load of vaccinated and unvaccinated persons infected with coronavirus is similar. Of course, Go back and read that. It says no, okay. It says no significant difference. Because I'm like, well, it's more dissimilar. You say there's no difference, but no significant difference. Okay. The CDC said the finding that fully vaccinated people could spread the virus was behind this move to change the mask guidelines. There's high viral load suggesting increased risk of transmission and raised concerns that, unlike with other variants, vaccinated people infected with Delta can transmit the virus. Now, of course, here's the thing. They didn't announce a Delta variant until after there was a vaccine. So there was no vaccine to measure whether or not people that were vaccinated could pass it on. Right? I'm just saying. This finding is concerning and was a pivotal discovery leading to CDC's updated mass recommendations. The mass recommendation was updated to ensure the vaccinated public would not unknowingly transmit the virus to others, including their unvaccinated or immunocompromised loved ones. Many people got the vaccine, not for themselves. Remember what they were saying? Talk about get the vaccine to protect your neighbors and your friends and this and this and that. And yet here we are, which says there's absolutely no difference between those who are vaccinated and those who are not. You can pass it on, right? And now, after talking about his um, vaccine mandates, we're going to look at this article shortly. I can close out some of this ridiculous stuff. This is Newsweek. Newsweek says, my bad, members of Congress and their staff are exempt from Biden's vaccine mandate. Everyone who is surprised, raise their hand. Uh, let's see. Um, I missed some people. Uh, let's see. Sister Gloria says the absence of systems does not exclude the presence of an inflammatory phenomenon. With okay, we have either a healthcare professional or a scientist in the building. Interesting. All right. And brother, you got ripped off. Said the CD, CDC website, they changed the definition 
of vaccines. Indeed, they did. And Glam Girl says, I'm certainly not surprised. And Brother Crow asked me, have I heard what's going on in Australia? I have heard various reports and various accounts. Um, I haven't kept up with it in the last week or so. The things I heard were like the type of stuff you see in a movie were the things I was hearing and seeing. Um, They seem to be able to get a little bit of information out, but it's a, you know, now that you mentioned it, brother, to your point, when I watched um, mainstream media, I haven't seen that one story on Australia on any mainstream media outlet. So everything that's going on and everything we hear via social media and being people that's there, there a lot of people on Twitter that were putting out a lot of information and I was getting a lot of information from that. There's no coverage of what's going on in Australia. And it's been crazy. BB Foley and BB to me to the war report. Uh, BB Foley to Glam Girl. And because I know I missed a lot of people because I was trying to go all this information. And I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, oh, I miss a uh, good brother, Dawood. He says the immunity premise in modern vaccines has not been valid since flu shot started 20 years ago. And he says he knows this from being in the military. Yeah, the, brother, you was in the military. Y'all, y'all are like the number one guinea pigs. People in the military and people in who are in prison are just subject to whatever testing that they can come up with. So let me go back to this article real quick. I, uh, as Dr. Collins said, didn't want to be long, but I did want to be strong. So it says President Joe Biden's new vaccine mandates for federal employees don't apply to members of Congress or those who work for Congress or the federal court system. We're all shocked and amazed by this, I'm sure. Says Biden issued two executive orders on Thursday requiring vaccination against COVID for federal workers and contractors who work for the federal government. He also asked the Department of Labor to issue an emergency order requiring businesses with more than 100 employees to ensure their workers are vaccinated or tested on a weekly basis. For those of you who are part of a union, um, I know there's not a lot of union um, workers. um, Take this up with your union people and try to rally them because I think that's the, those are the only groups of people who will be only groups of workers, excuse me, who will be able to organize a resistance to this. Right. Um, it will be difficult because people will be scared. But people who are part of unions, if you're part of a union that you actually see actually do something beneficial, which I know that ain't always the case. This is kind of the time to make that group of people do something because if not then you know this is one of those issues you capitulate on this one it, you know you you five feet from the gas chamber because once they once they attack you economically you know the only thing left to attack you with is physically like lock you up or whatever the case may be right i mean it's, to me that's how i see it 
that now, however, Biden's order on federal workers applies to employees of the executive branch. The House of Representatives and the Senate belong to separate legislative branch and the courts to the judiciary of the federal government. Right. The plan says building on Biden's announcement in July to strengthen safety requirements for unvaccinated federal workers. The president has signed an executive order to take those actions a step further, maybe like four or five steps further and require all federal executive branch workers to be vaccinated. President also signed an executive order directing that this standard be extended to employees of contractors that do business with the federal government. The plan goes on. As part of this effort, the Department of Defense, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the Indian Health Service. Hold up. If there's any group of people on earth <laughs> should be resisting this, it would be the people who are being tended to by the Indian Health Service. Because literally, their history of defeat at the hands of these people came from biological warfare. And if you haven't, you're not familiar with the story of Chief Pontiac and uh, General Amherst. Um, and I can't remember where in the country it was, but anyway, I think it was around Detroit, but don't quote me. Chief Pontiac was fighting against um, the British and the British brought over General Amherst. And Chief Pontiac and his group were winning. He had rallied different um, different Native nations in the area. He made a truce with them. It's like, hey, this is our enemy. We need to fight. They were winning the fight, right? Winter came. Um, Amherst came with, with a trick to say, all right, you know what? This is what we do. We'll offer them a truce. As part of the truce, we'll give them blankets. The blankets were infected with smallpox. What happened? The of course the native people had no immunity to smallpox because they had not been smallpox wasn't a thing, right? They took the blankets, a smallpox outbreak broke out amongst them, crippled their nations, and they lost. This was one of the pivotal battles in what would become America. If if Pontiac wins that and word goes out to other people that they that they won that battle and they were able to run the English back out of that area, it is very possible that the United States of America does not exist. So literally, the history of America is intertwined with biological warfare against as people would say, indigenous people. And Brother Irritated Jenny, he includes that clip in his genocide, They Come to Kill Us lecture, as well as other lectures. But that was the first time I saw it. And what's weird is the uh, DVD that he got it from, I actually had, but I had never watched all the way through. Just goes to show. Um, and, and, and it says, and the National Institutes of Health will complete implementation of the previous announced vaccination requirements that cover 2.5 million people. The New York Times reported on Thursday that executive order doesn't apply to those who work for Congress or the federal courts, citing White House officials. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said at a press conference on April 29th that the House couldn't require members 
let's read this again, that the House could not require members to be vaccinated. Video clips of those remarks gained renewed attention online following Biden's announcement. So, so here's the thing. We are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It's a matter of privacy to know who is and who isn't. Pelosi said, I can't go to the Capitol physician and say, give me the names of the people who aren't vaccinated so I can encourage them or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. So we can't, we can't do that, says Nancy Pelosi. But they can go, <laughs> that, that's, look at that. So they can't go on her job and tell her or spill the beans on who has done what, right? And then make them do it. But they can come to your job, tell your job if you have 101 uh, other people working with you or 100 other people working with you or 99 other people working with you. They can tell them to force you to get vaccinated. I mean, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. All right, let's go forward. It says, in August, a group of 19 Democrats in the House wrote a letter to the Capitol's attending physician, Dr. Brian P. Moynihan, asking him to consider a vaccine requirement. Um, asking him to consider vaccine requirement or a minimum of two, not one, but two COVID tests per week for members and staff who can't show proof of vaccination. No requirement has yet been put into place. I believe that is the end of the article. And that's from Newsweek. Again, so people don't say, hey, where'd you get that stuff from? Now, if that irritated you, that made you angry, upset about that, this next, this next one is just going, you know, you're just going to laugh. So, Saki stands by having employer vaccine mandate while illegal immigrants get a pass. Uh, before the 777-9311. Let's think about this for a minute. And with everything I've said, this is the one that's like, are you serious? And I had the clip, but the clip is only a minute long. So in the clip, right, it's got to be a Republican guy. He says, um, he says, so you're saying that uh, basically yeah, everybody needs to take the vaccine. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we want everybody to take the vaccine. And he's like, so what about the illegal aliens? You know, that's what he says, right? He, he doesn't say illegal immigrants. He says, I think he said illegal. And I should find a clip, but it's only like a minute long. That's why I don't want to be bothered finding it. And she's like, eh, no, you know, we're not worried about that. So you, <laughs> let's, think, let's think about how crazy this is. So in essence, right, people who are walking across the border, or swimming across, however they're coming across, right? They come here. They don't have to get vaccinated. You will sit here 
get fired <laughs> for not getting vaccinated. And then Pedro comes and takes your job. And he still don't get vaccinated. You can't make the, this stuff is so ridiculous that if in a vacuum, I just told you this, but I was showing you these articles, you'd be like, bro, you got to be making this stuff up because that's crazy. And when he asked her, Saki was like, that's correct. And, and kept on going. Like she didn't even get no pushback. She like, she like, yeah, you got me, but you ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> you know, it's one, one of those things, right? <laughs> you ever you ever had an argument with somebody and you were right, and they were like, Yeah, you're right, but so what? And kept on going. That's literally what she did. And you can you can find it on YouTube, like that clip I had was literally just one minute. And uh Brother Crow says, Senator Paul said, Dr. Fauci should be arrested for the gain of function project. We're going to touch on that but i'm not going to touch on that um in depth here because that's going to be a large part of what takes place on the 27th but yeah the whole the whole now according to reports i saw recently there's still <laughs> this is what's crazy this is what's crazy they're still working with the world world health organization to find the origin of the virus even though they say it has nothing to do with the gain of function research that um doctor uh senator paul isn't is it ramp is he a doctor well i know the father was a doctor but senator paul said and fauci tried to sit up there and say that those two things didn't have anything to do with each other and please don't get me started on the gates foundation hiring of dr fauci in 2010. you can look that up as well and maybe you can't, and maybe I should have downloaded that because maybe that's been changed. But he's been working on his gain of function research and been working on Gates Foundation vaccine research for the last 10 years. I'm just saying. So let's read this article real quick. And Brother Crow says, yes, indeed, Senator Paul is a medical doctor. I want I just wanted to be sure. I thought so, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah. And they got a picture of them here. Uh, those who going at it. So it says White House press secretary Jen Saki. It is always interesting too how Europeans had these weird spelled names, but they can get those right, but um they mispronounce Davon all the time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Jen Psaki dismissed a question from Fox News, Peter Ducey. I figured it was Fox on why American businesses with more than 100 or 100 or more employees, excuse me, are required to vaccinate workers. But migrants, you see how they say migrants, like these people are coming and filling out some forms and say, hey, I would like to come here. Like there's a whole process to immigrate to America. There is a long attenuated process with a lot of steps and takes time. These people are walking across the border. These are illegals. <laughs> okay. Illegals. Say it again. Illegals. Illegal immigrants. All right. My bad. Slight tangent. Um, but migrants at the southern border are not required to vaccinate. 
Our objective is to get as many people vaccinated as humanly possible. Saki told Ducey when asked why illegal immigrants are not being vaccinated, but American workers will be forced to under President Biden's mandate. The president's announcement yesterday was an effort to empower businesses to give businesses the tools to protect their workforce. That's exactly what they did. So a mandate is empowering them. Like literally you forced people to do it. You didn't give them an option. <laughs> they had the option before. They can say it or not. But now, anyway, Ducey didn't press Saki again, saying vaccines are required for people at a business with more than 100 people. It is not a requirement for migrants at the border. Why? And I think that's an excellent question. And she said that's correct. Um, says about 30% of immigrants held at, held at federal detention facilities are refusing to be vaccinated and they have the option to refuse. Now, let's read this again because it's interesting. It says 30, about one in three who are being held at federal detention facilities refusing to be vaccinated. These are the people they caught. One in three are refusing to be vaccinated and they have the option to do so, even though the fact that they're in federal detention facilities for coming across the border means they're not even supposed to be here. But so how do they have the option to resist? Make that part make sense. All right, finish this off. Meanwhile, more than 18% of migrant families who recently crossed the border tested positive. So that's one in five for COVID before being released by Border Patrol. They just go on doing whatever they were going to do. Another 20% of uncompanied minors tested positive for the virus. So even the children are testing positive. Biden's new rules for employees with over 100 employees will be issued through the Labor Department, the president said. The president also threatened hefty fines for employers to that fail to comply with the mandate. So let's say you're let's say you're you're in a state where uh, you work for a business owner or you're a business owner and you just like, no, nah, nah, I'm not going through all that. People, people want to do it. They do it. They don't. They don't. And they say, no, you're going to if you don't comply, forget the workers. If you don't comply, you get fined. Right. So in essence, you, me, the people who. People who work for people, most businesses, people who have the businesses, you're either going to get vaccinated, get the people vaccinated, get fined. The people who are running across the border to replace you after you get fired, they're not getting vaccinated. In fact, they're openly refusing to get vaccinated. One out of three of them are. And the uh, press secretary, Jen Psaki, doesn't care. That's that's where that stands. That's what that is. So I think you got ripped off, said something about uh, those people replacing um, us. And in, in that case, it's been that's been the plan for That's probably been the plan for sure 
ever since black people really start resisting in the 60s. Because one thing that's happened is that we have not really studied the outcome of the 60s and the response to the government. So our our study of that situation basically kind of ends with COINTELPRO. So you look at most, you ask most people who, who, and these are people who study the history, right? They'll say, they'll talk about um, civil rights, they talk about black power movement, they talk about um, some political gains, they talk about COINTELPRO with doing what they did with the Panthers. And that is the extent of what they feel is the response from the government towards black people. But if then if you read Memorandum 46, you realize that in the 70s, there was a response, right? Then when you get to, um, um, what's the guy's name? Gary Webb, you realize in the 80s and 90s, there was a response. And except for all of these things, we have government documentation of targeting specifically of black people with a response, whether the response was uh, making sure that black people were divided from Africa, Memorandum 46, or the crack epidemic, um, Gary, Web, Gary Webb Dart Alliance, right? So when we see stuff, for example, like a homophile assault, we don't have the government documents, but the history of things that have been done to black people, you know, the preponderance of the evidence would lead us to understand this is part of a plan to emasculate black men. Now, what does Amos Wilson say about that? And we'll get back to this, what we were talking about. He said, paraphrasing, he said, the man has to be attacked because the man is more likely to resist. And what did he say? To resist how? Violently. Right? One of the things that the hats continuously do is hide and play both sides of any situation. The reason they do that and they've learned from dealing with their Euro cousins is because when the Euros find out that it's the hats, they get violent, ugly. We've been the victim of Euro violence, right? There's a reason that Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street doesn't exist. There's a reason that Rosewood, uh, Florida doesn't exist. And we can start naming all types of places, whole towns in Texas, whole counties in Georgia being completely overrun. They were 100% black and now 0% black. And some of them turned into sundown towns. You can't even go there if you're black. So we understand how the, how the European, <laughs> the normal Euro works. The part we never really hear is that a large percentage of the times, the racial uh, animus is exacerbated by the hats in order to keep the heat off of them. So in this situation, right, and I'm going to play that this clip in the presentation because I actually had this clip set up for the Dr. Colin 
um, lecture. Joe Biden declares himself a Zionist, not by blood, but by allegiance. Because he says, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist, which is correct. So when myself or Brother Jeannie or uh, Brother Darren or someone else says, the hats are behind this, and you're going to say, well, Joe Biden's not a hat. No, Joe Biden has declared himself publicly to be a Zionist and says, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. He believes, <laughs> right, in the Zionist agenda and platform. This was out of his own mouth, and this was from years ago. And 779311 says, why is it that the general Yoruba population doesn't realize that the hats are the main source of their woes? Same reason black people don't realize that the hats are. I don't think black people realize hats exist. Um, the hats do a good job of what's the word I'm looking for? What they call it? Obfuscation, where you you make it you blurry people's vision so they can't really see what's clear. I'm gonna give you a prime example, right? What is one thing that if you go on on different platforms and you hear Euros complain about something, right? And they use the word to mean black people, and black people ain't even behind it. Per perfect example. You'll hear Euros complain and use, and that it got to the point where they were using the term Black Lives Matter as a derogatory term, right? You know, and I know, if you watch my show, you know, Black Lives Matter is what I call an astroturf movement. It is not a black movement. It's not a black liberation movement. It's not a black freedom movement. It's a small hat movement fronted by Negro who are lesbians. But to the European, Black Lives Matter is those Negroes causing confusion. Right? Totally, Euros totally confused about what's going on. Their natural heat for black people is easily manipulated by hats. And the thing is, hats never announce themselves. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I had a meme that I posted on Instagram. And it had all the, the uh, presidents and, and uh, CEOs and stuff of, of the various vaccine uh, companies. All of them have are either have a hat near the top or major hat funding. All of them, this whole vaccine company thing is hats. The push for it globally and the preparation of it was from gate is largely from Gates. I haven't been able to prove that Gates is a hat, but he looks so much like a hat and acts so much like a hat. I can't believe he's not a hat. I just believe I can't find the information. I could be wrong. He will never say it, of course. I mean, but if you look at him, like he has hat written all over. And the fact that his name is Gates, which is which sounds like a name translated out of Yiddish, which is what they do a lot of times, 
has hat written all over. But no one, no one can prove that he's a hat. I just throw him in the hat bag just because. Now I, I'm like, was he just? He's been around these people so long. He just turned morphed into no. I, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. But yeah, so the Euros, they, part of it is their innate hatred of us allows them to be easily manipulated against seeing what's right in front of them a lot of times. BB48 to a BB48, man. So when something like this comes out, because Joe Biden's not a hat, it doesn't occur to them that the reason Imhoff is married to Kamala, they hate Kamala, they don't know who Imhoff is. Imhoff's the hat. You see what I'm saying? When it comes to the whole civil war and the hat funding and being a part of the Confederate situation, most people on earth have no idea. So the good old boys running around with this Confederate flag don't even realize it's basically a hat flag. And you have white supremacists who talk about they don't like hats. And you got hats in the white supremacist organization, directing the white supremacist organization to hate black people. And they don't know it because they're right, <laughs> right beside them. Uh, Brother Crow said, none of us, none of us like David Duke, but he is right about one topic. He's very thorough when it comes to talking about that, the hats. I haven't seen, um, yeah, that man, that's a name. Haven't heard in a while. I haven't really seen anything from him, but he's been around long enough that he he should be aware. He should be aware. But when we look at this whole operation, and like I said, two weeks I really be able to get into it. It has hats written all over it, even though in the book it doesn't say it. But the whole operation has hats written all over it. When you, people start talking about the Great Reset and things like that, because what they don't talk about is the massive. Uh, swell of economic activity and economic fortune that's headed from regular people towards the top and even more so now with these mandates because these type of mandates if people do resist has the um, possibility of reshaping the economy even further than it's already been reshaped because it's the first time in my lifetime surely that they put a pause button on the global economy. Regular people have absolutely no idea <laughs> what they were doing while that was going on. Right? Like, th think about that for a minute. We kind of, I think, because it's been long enough and we, we're kind of getting used to this new normal, I think we forget that the world was put on pause. by people we don't even know because remember Trump was president he didn't even want that one he didn't even want to do that Trump took his advice basically from Fauci Fauci took his advice from Gates who does Gates take his advice from you see what I'm saying and they put it on pause and then Gates says oh the world won't uh, uh, return to normal until everyone is vaccinated. How is 
7 billion people have to be vaccinated for the world to return to normal? For a disease that 99% of people survive? Are you are you smoking something? And if you are, I don't want it. This whole thing is completely insane. It makes absolutely no sense when you look at it. The preponderance of the evidence tells us that the goal is not to stop the virus. The goal is to give people the vaccine by any means. Right? And since Tilly Newby says nothing will never be the same again. No doubt about that. It says Trump is advocating for the jab as well. Of course, because he owes a has a lot of money. And the bill has come due. Because he totally, if you look at him, he's totally changed his position. That ain't accidental. You know. Yeah, that's not accidental. Um, and Sister Misha says everyone's in bed with each other playing both sides. <sighs> yeah, that's what it has to do. <laughs> Play both sides. And I'm going to say this publicly. No one's going to like it. I don't like it. It was told to me I didn't like hearing it. Because of how insane things are and because of the way pieces are being moved on the chessboard, we're going to have to, and when I say we as black people, those who black people who want to resist, we're going to have to get uncomfortable, have to get comfortable with making uncomfortable temporary alliances with permanent enemies. I'm going to say that again. We're going to have to get comfortable with making temporary alliances with permanent enemies. I don't think I have to ex explain um, <laughs> what I mean by that. Like We know who our permanent enemies are. Right. And Dr. John Henry Clark, he talked about alliances a long time ago. But again, the reason I say temporary is because you can't make long-term alliances with people who are your enemy because they're going to eventually do what they do. But things like sharing information, I mean, that's already taking place. There's information that Certain people have access to that we do not. And Sister 777-9311 says, where, do the, where does Putin fit in in all of this? <sighs> Sister, that is one I, I do not know. I will have to do some further research in that and, and talk to um, some people that I know uh, and talk to Brother Gina as well and see what his thoughts are. And he'll probably end up having to talk to people that he knows. Putin's a wild card and always been a wild card. And it's just. Um, so it, it, it's hard to see where he fits in with certain stuff because he he does his own thing so much. And he has such an ironclad hold on that system that is very he's 
at least for me, from from way over here, he's very hard for me to read and see where he fits in with the hats and the whole thing like that. Um, in in essence, in essence, yes, seven seven nine three eleven. In essence, um, the hardest thing is how can I put it? The hardest thing is you have you have to find people intelligent enough to understand the hats. Because if they can't understand the hats, you 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 can't do nothing. Isn't it with the black people what it, if you can't get them to understand the hats and see the hat, you can't you can't do anything. Like that, you know, I made that post about what uh nearly fuller said and, and what a uh, Christian black unifier said. It's a reason I put that up. Because their hand and what you often hear people say when they, you know, when they don't want to say hats or when they're not sure, you hear people say the elites. Um what other term that they use? Uh the good another term they use, the globalists. Um, so you hear people use those terms. Those are basically, um, uh, euphemisms for the hats. Deep state. And thank you. You got ripped off. Right? Yeah. All those hat use euphemisms basically. Um, and so you, when someone says that you have to kind of see if they, their understanding is the same understanding that you have. Thank you. Be before they, man. Um, so that man it's so much i would like to say but it's so much stuff that i have saved for the presentation and if i go any further i'm going to start delving into the presentation which is not what i wanted to do what i wanted to do was just address what um what was put on the table what mr biden wants to implement and the danger of it so that now we can think about it and we can start coming to solutions. Because what is it, what I think is going to end up happening or having to happen is it's going to get to the point where you got, we're going to have two options real quick. Option one, leave the country. <laughs> it's just, just leave the country. The problem with option one is Whatever happens here will surely be implemented wherever you go eventually. It just says what it is. Because this is a global operation. Um, I believe it was uh, uh, brother, brother Elijah who sent me something where Nigeria is implementing the jab. And Brother Jeannie sent me something about Zimbabwe as well. And so it's kind of like, it's like kind of, I can't remember what, uh, I think it was Tretch that said, no matter where you go, there you are. That's kind of going to be the situation. The difference is that some of those other countries, you can get to places where you will be relatively isolated. It, the places that are relatively isolated in the United States are usually owned and reserved for our enemies. It's not exactly um, the best plan. The second plan is what Sister Misha just said. She, she took the words out of my mouth. The second option is for 
those who resist to, in essence, form resistance communities away from everything and go has to get back to like basic basics like the land and farming and you know uh, basically basically become the new Amish you know basically become the new Amish that that is an option but this is just that's why the necessity of a resistance being not just amongst our people and the sister says you got to be able to protect yourself absolutely that's always that's always been a problem for black people here is generally when the majority gets tired of us in an area they just come with overwhelming force and brother you got ripped off says gates has purchased most of the farm territory farming territories bro come on man don't even get me started and not only that, but um, I can't think of the co- company right now, but that company that makes the um, the GMO seeds, the GMO seeds, if they get into your territory, get into your farmland, will infect your land. And it destroys the land as well. I, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not looking good, but um to quote Morpheus from the matrix we are still here and the biggest thing is as long as people resist then the plans of monsanto thank you uh seven 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 nine three eleven yeah i don't know i just drew a blank on him real quick um as long as we here we're here as long as we resist as long as people are willing to resist History has shown that as long as there are people willing to resist, you can foil the plans of the mightiest empire. And from what I'm reading and from what I'm studying right now, these plans are like, they're at like maybe one third of their plan. The other stuff that they have planned is literally science fiction stuff. Like, uh, stuff like my movie like Minority Report, movie like The Matrix, a movie like um, I forgot the movie. There was a movie where they were implanting people, and they were paying people in time, and you use your time on your implant to um. That instead of money, you were using time to pay for goods and services. Anybody remember the name of that movie? Y'all help me out. So those types of movies were the predictive programming. For the types of things that they're trying to implement with the help of the jab and other technologies that they're coming out with. And brother, I will say Gates in China are purchasing up farmland in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I what's the book? Um, Confessions of Economic Hitman. Is one of those books that lets you really know why things on the continent are the way they are. You got Rizal say this, yeah, the movie with Justin Timberlake. It, that it's called Timeless. That's what it was called. Okay, okay, yeah, I was talking about the one with Justin Timberlake, um, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, but those are the types of <laughs> those are the types of things that they're trying to implement. They, did we talk about the COVID the COVID smelling dogs? Did we? We didn't talk about that. That's a thing. Now. 
have COVID dogs at the airport. And of course, and oh yeah, BB Foley, man, indeed. They live, they live, is like, they live is the 1984 of 1984. You know, you know, the book 1984, they live is the updated 80s version of that. If you have not seen that movie, it's a fantastic movie. It is, um, I highly recommend it. I've been watching it for years. And unfortunately, the book, I mean, the movie becomes like more realistic, even though it gets older and older. But that's, I mean, that's, this stuff looks crazy. And the thing, the thing about it is, when they put this stuff in movies and you tell somebody about what's coming, people will literally say, you got that from that movie, <laughs> right? And so now you're sitting here like, no, I didn't get it from the movie, but the movie's relevant because if you look at the movie, it tells you what's going on. But if you, you, you look crazy to people. But they live, I mean, they live. It's just, I mean... With, except for, I get, I guess I won't talk about it if people haven't seen it. But anyway, it's just a spin on reality. <laughs> I just put it that way. It's a spin on reality, and there is a scene where uh, the main character is trying to get a brother to see what's going on, to the point that they come to physical blows, right? And I don't know, if brother Dawu. No, nah, I don't think you. I don't think you was with uh, with me that time. But I was watching it with a brother back in the day and after that scene played out we were laughing because we were like that's literally what it is like trying to give knowledge to black people like you might come to physical blows in order to give knowledge to black people now this was a discussion we had man 25 years ago <laughs> you said we're in way worse condition now you got indeed you're right i forgot about that brother i forgot about that yeah you, you're right there was they there was an alliance against a higher enemy and what was deep was they were also um for brothers also also showed the dangers of improper meat selection just watch that part and uh, Sister Tina Nubia says, we also need to know that many of our people will not make it. Hey, yeah, I mean, if Brother uh, Cobbaugh had a song, everybody's not going to make it a long time ago. So that is the situation. We know that. So I'm going to remake this announcement, and then I'm going to get out of here because I said I was going to be, I was supposed to be an hour and a half. But I guess if you take the intro out, I am around 90 minutes trying to get more efficient with my time and your time and i'm working on it and i will let you all know yeah brother uh that will yeah the route yeah rowdy rowdy piper within it i am working on um i'll let you i should know in a week um seven 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 ninety three eleven mentioned b i haven't seen b in so long but yeah it is similar i haven't seen the original and i don't know how long but I'm working on a way to be able to do more live streams during the week. 
So I'll let you all know. And I'm going to use that to hopefully build up the channel here. It's kind of easier for me to do live streams. Um, I still got videos that I got in the queue that I haven't released because I did not want to cover this subject too much to the point where they just say, forget it and just pull the plug on the channel, at least until the 23rd until I do get to do presentation. Then, yeah, whatever. So tomorrow at 6 p.m., breaking the silence, real testimonies on COVID-19 vaccination. Come on, tell your stories, friends and family affected by the jab. And that's going to be facilitated by Brother Irritated Genie again, Monday, September 13th, 6 p.m., 9185 Central Avenue, Capitol Heights, Maryland, Everlasting Life Cafe. Then two weeks after that, on the 27th, we'll be doing a discussion based around the book, The Truth About COVID-19, The Great Reset. And you can view those online at the same place. And 777-9311 says, can live be done on OTW2? Not as of this moment. Not as of the last time that I talked to our wonderful producer. And also, if you get a chance, and really you got ripped off, I know you know her link. Um, if you have a chance, y'all can financially support OTW2 by donating to sister uh cindy ashby right as for me you can follow me on instagram at dc.radical1 and on twitter at dc underscore radical underscore one at otw2 at dc radical the numeral one the cash app is dollar sign dc radical one youtube here is capital d small c radical one and the email is dc.radical underscore one at proton mail.com and you got ripped off says the cash app for on the wake up radio and otw2 is dollar sign on the wake up radio so for those who want to donate to that platform so that um we can get an upgrade on services there and um move forward with that i'll let you know and Sister Tila Nui says, do I have a PayPal? Um, I do. Let me look that up. Uh, shoot me an email, sister, because I know you got me. I know you got me. Shoot me an email, and after I look it up, I'll shoot you the link, uh, the PayPal link. And I think Unique One Express says, yes, I remember you speaking on the COVID, um, the, uh, the dogs. Yeah, 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 I did. I forgot about that. And let's see. Brother Patrick had an interesting he always got an interesting question. Hold up. I almost missed it. Has anyone noticed that the LGBT community has not said that black people should not take the vaccine? I hadn't noticed it, but I'm not surprised by it. <laughs> not surprised at all. So with that, brothers and sisters, I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for those who have subscribed because the subscriber count has gone up, even though the amount of videos has gone down. I thank you all for that. Um, if in a few hours you do not see this video, that means they blocked it, which means I have to take it down, edit it and repost it. But it'll be reposted if they do that. I have no idea what they're going to do 
at this point, to be honest. Um, again, follow me on OTW tube, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter and spread this message and be sure if you at least try to check out either one tomorrow or the 27th, I appreciate it. If you, those of you who are not in the area, those of you who are in the area, I appreciate it. If you come out cause it's free for you. Those who aren't in the area, I would appreciate if you would join us because I get a little bit of that money. I'm not going to lie. That's not my only incentive. I believe that the information in the book are very important. And also you can get the book at Brother Jenny's website if you just put in um, onehorizon.com and you can navigate through that and you can find the book there. It's a very, very powerful and interesting book. So with that, brothers and sisters, I thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing. I thank you all for spreading the information. Thank you all for your support monetarily. I thank you all for everything, helping us do what we do as we try our best to, as I always say, resist to exist. And with that, I say a BB for Hodier and straight black pride. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Sing the Ashley Duck 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 Ashley Duck